I like the idea of getting back into it, but I don't like the game enough to get back into it. Back into it. Really. I don't like the game enough to get back into it. I don't like the game enough to get back into it. I don't like the I don't care how much they did on Halo. It's yeah, not even know. the same team that worked on fucking if Halo anymore. If you do, anymore. then you have all the DLCs too. That is sweet. Okay, if I don't have to buy anything, I'm down. All those dudes work for 343 now anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bungie is his own thing. Like, Bungie... Bungie is now separated off from fucking... Uh, well, the people that made Halo are separated out from fucking Bungie now. Like, it's like Bungie... They're, like, gone. Created, they had the, a, a, a sub, like, like production company that was 343. That they were making, yeah. like, most of, like, the, the story and the shit. And then uh, Bungie was, like, the one that delivered the game itself. Yeah. So then after a while... 343 itself just kept, uh, like, had this other production, like, who, who, who helped them make the game itself? <laughs> okay. What game? Words. Uh, Destiny? Yeah, no, Halo 4. Cause, oh, Halo 4? Uh, 343. Four, three. It, was, it was just yeah. all 343, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bungie had, like, I think some small input and yeah. shit. I mean, I could be But, of course, they didn't get fucking Marty O'Donnell, and for that, the fucking... The newer music sucks ass. It sucks so much cock. Music in Destiny yeah, is very, it's, like, it's not great. It all sounds super triumphant. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It like, sounds it, it the fucking scene, bro. I um, think, I don't know, the newer Halos, the quality is like, it's... Yeah, I just don't give a shit anymore. It's, it's losing its zest a little bit. Yeah. It's, I'm not saying that's still not beautiful games every time they come out. Like, they look good. Oh, right. dude, they're stunning. Yeah, exactly. They're, the, everywhere I go, it just looks amazing. Like in Halo Four, the Forerunner planets. Oh my god! It, like it, like even uh, Halo Three, like just from the very beginning of that game, everything looked beautiful. Yep. Because yeah. I remember playing Halo Two like for like three years straight. Yeah. That was like the first time I ever like experienced multiplayer as well. Well, um. Oh yeah. Uh. So this is episode two. Oh yeah, episode oh, two. Episode two. Welcome. Welcome. Um, After Dark, dude. We're after back. We're, we're back with another episode, dude. So we're going to get spooky. We are my back. Fucking... My penis is hard. Can you hear? Stop. Stop. <laughs> that was an EVP, dude. We caught an EVP. <laughs> Live on the podcast, dude. My cock is hard. Oh, my God, dude. I, I, I feel like it makes sense that we attract this. <laughs> so, uh, if you can't notice by now, by the audio quality, uh, we have fucking three mics now. We have a mixer, and we have three mics. We got on Spotify Whoa. now. We don't know how to act. We got Spotify. We're now on Spotify. Go check us out. Um, the links will be in the description below, and if you're on listening on Spotify already, well, I mean, you're already there, so check out our other episodes there. Um, we're on YouTube, uh, we got RSS, we're fucking, we're in the shit now. Yeah, we're, we're popping up. Shit. Yeah, dude, we're, we're about to start fucking flexing on these other fucking paranormal podcasts that think they're all fucking cool and shit. 
Yeah, and I bet they hear random noises. We're going to hold you down and dip our fucking balls in your mouth oh, with how fucking scary this shit is. Bulldogging your content. Bulldogging, dude. You know what the bulldog position is? Uh, isn't it like when you like, okay, this is what I know bulldogging is. When you go up behind somebody, you grab them by the balls and lift and drop. <laughs> what? It's like a shitty suplex. <laughs> Mike called oh, it the bulldog. Shit, dude. Probably. <laughs> All right, so um, we're hopping in. Oh, Texas this... is completely frozen. Dude. Stop it. Now you're going to have to... Let me announce the fucking title first, you dick. Um, all right, so this episode, if you're curious, is uh, Shadow People. I want to get into the subject of Shadow People because I think it's pretty spooky. I think it's a pretty scary uh, subject to kind of get into. Because it's a phenomenon that's kind of been happening uh, a long-ass time through history. Um, back to, like, ancient times and shit. Back in England. Um, another thing we should cover, speaking of England, is probably the Shadow Monk House. Which is creepy in and of itself. Yeah, I've never heard of but that. But that's a topic for another day. Uh, which kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with this. It's like a haunted house where people, had, like in England... Where apparently it's kind of had a, like a weird bloody history. People have seen like shadows and shit. Like uh, the shadow monk. It's this like shadow figure that walks around. And he's like a dark fucking. Like it looks like a, a like a monk. I know I keep okay. saying that. But it looks like like an old English monk. An old <clears throat> English monk? I so, imagine um, a wig and just monk clothes. Yeah. So... Pretty much, this is a phenomenon in which people see shadow-like beings or entities, usually at night or during sleep paralysis. Some of these reports are during the day. And uh, usually, when they're seen, they look like a shadow, but even in the dark, uh, they look like beings that are composed completely of pure darkness, that stick out completely out from the rest of like the room. Like, you know how um, you see something that's blacker than dark yeah while at night kind of like that usually people see them in sleep paralysis uh sometimes they will even sport red or yellow golden eyes um usually they're human shaped but can sometimes be amorphous blobs uh these beings all of which are usually uh six to seven feet tall but they're normally in like the six foot range, so they're not like super, super tall. People describe an entity watching either from a doorway, closet, or corner of a room. Most accounts say that observation is really all that happens. But a lot of others say that uh, you experience kind of lethargy or like, like you're being choked in your sleep. Uh, Ooh. But that's with another entity, which I'll kind of describe later. Uh, while sleep paralysis is a natural phenomenon, it is important to note that not every encounter is like that. In fact, sleep paralysis can be totally explained, but what cannot be explained is that people see the same sort of entities all over the globe. So, like, in Japan, in Europe... Uh, and as far back as, like, uh, the Middle Ages and shit, um, 
even Native American tribes, uh, kind of. Saw shadow see, people. Yeah, saw shadow people, kind of like reported them and stuff, uh, or at least recorded them in kind of ancient shit. Many meth addicts report the appearance of shadow people after prolonged periods of sleep deprivation. Psychiatrist Jack Potts suggests that methamphetamine usage adds a conspiratorial component to the sleep deprivation hallucinations. Uh, one interviewed subject said that you don't see shadow dogs or shadow birds or shadow cars. You see shadow people standing in doorways, walking behind you, coming at you on the sidewalk. These, hallucin <clears throat> these hallucinations have been directly compared to the paranormal entity des described in said folklore. <clears throat> Finally, visual hallucinations, such as those caused by schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, may appear to, uh, to be shadowy figures at the edge of your peripheral vision. However, despite this, there are also many sightings from people recorded who don't have mental illnesses, uh, don't engage in drug use, and in many cases are actively awake during these encounters. So it's kind of like, it's weird because people, like sometimes they're described with ghosts. Sometimes they go hand in hand ghosts. Other times, not really. Like it's hard to explain, but... I'll get into that a little bit later. I just kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Well, it's... The more you explain it, like, the more haunting it is to me. I yeah. Because I've yeah. experienced a lot of shit like that. Right. And, um... And, uh, don't do drugs. But uh, I, I have, um... Done Adderall a lot. And they said, like, what, Adderall has, like... Meth in it? Or? Yeah, yeah, it's an amphetamine. A meth... Amphetamine? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, during that rough patch, I did see a lot of shit because I would, I would like call like three, four day bingers where I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. And then I literally, I would see shit crawling from under my bed. Never got that heavy into it, but the couple days I did do it, I did have like similar like, at least weird experiences as far as like fever dreams and just like, I remember one in particular, like I was at Brandon's old apartment and... We also drank that day. So, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night because I managed to somehow pass out on Adderall. And uh, I thought I saw something in the doorway. And this is when, like, what you were saying kind of twisted me a little bit. Because whatever no. it was in the doorway wasn't... Were you, like, like wide awake, though? I, I felt like... It felt like sleep paralysis. It's the only right. time in my life this has ever happened. I couldn't move, but I felt like I saw something in the doorway. Right. Like this I, happened... This happened on Brandon's apartment on uh, St. John's when he lived okay. over there for that little stint of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I felt myself just trying to say, like, leave me alone. Like, go away. Like, like you know, like, whatever whatever it was. It was it, it, it was weird. I'm going to tell you. Like, it could have just been, like, a really weird, fucked up dream. Right. Because I've had, like, a lot of weird, cyclical, bad dreams where there's something in the house. You can't see what it is. Yeah. But you can't run and you sure as shit can't scream. Yeah. So I don't know what that is. It could just be like, you know, your brain just playing tricks on you. Right. I don't know if there's any correlation. I don't know if I have to go talk to a fucking medium. <laughs> a priest or something. Yeah, yeah. But it sure shit happened. Right. No matter what it was, it, it happened. Yeah, a lot of these uh, seemingly happen during sleep paralysis. A lot of them don't, though, surprisingly. 
So it is a thing where it's like, could they be feeding on like negative emotions? Could they be feed like? Were you having like a rough patch? Oh yeah, dude, that was sure as shit a rough patch. Yeah, like I, I was fucked up. Like when I went to sleep, like I was like really like, you know, like uh, up and like down. Any like, emotional shit or well, baggage going on at the time? Angsty early twenties where you bombarded your brain. Definitely a lot of anxiety. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. At least for me. Yeah. Uh, no, I feel. And like. and that's another part of like the lethargy thing is like. Are they feeding on people's negative emotions? Are they uh, honing in on, like, what people are feeling at the time? And just kind of, you know, like, kind of how, like, you know, sharks smell blood in the water. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, shit, I can get my next meal from this fucking person. Uh, You know, could it be that? Well, they do say that, like, demons and shit, like, do feed off of... Your negative emotions right. and your negative emotions and your fear and in your anger, they grow stronger, and then that's when people like they start to break like the break the link. Right. So, um, one entity eat your energy could that be. aren't in this reality. Well, I'll get to that. But on a different spectrum. Uh, one entity in particular is the Hat Man. It is a shadow being that can see that can be seen. Wearing a wide-brimmed hat, again sporting glowing red or yellow eyes, drawing comparisons with demonic entities that also in folklore are said to have glowing yellow eyes, and is around seven to eight feet in most cases. So this is a tall motherfucker. Still fits the description of something yeah. big enough to I, like float I've, out of doorway. I've heard stories where like the, the Hat Man comes in from a doorway, and is taller than the fucking door than the doorway itself. What were you going to say? I will, I've also had, like, haunting presence for... I think I've already talked about the rabbit man on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, that kind of fits that description of that a little bit. Yeah, this, yeah, sort of. I see that. This weird being that has no... This haunting being if, that doesn't have a, a shape. They only have one descriptive, like, if, if, thing about it. At least a lot of people are saying a white brim hat. Yeah. I saw a white rabbit mask on a shadow uh, figure. If you're curious, uh, go check out our second episode of our normal podcast on Spotify or YouTube. Um, We kind of talk about our own little uh, paranormal misadventures and, uh, you know, shit that we've kind of experienced also. Yeah, my brain's not right, though. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay, though. Um. So, uh, reports of this entity say it is in fact male. The vibe or feeling they get is usually masculine as well as, like, totally negative. Like, whenever people see the hat man, it's usually, like, not a good experience. Yeah. With normal shadow people, it's like, you know, it might creep you out or, like, might give you the creeps or some shit. But at the end of the day, it's not, like, a totally, wholly negative experience. Yeah. It's just like a, oh, fuck, I saw that. Whatever. But uh, the ha- the hat man, when people see him in um, sleep paralysis, it's usually like a, it seems like a fucking totally negative experience. Like, whenever somebody's around him, uh, during these encounters, um, while shadow people are sometimes totally silent or benign, not entirely causing harm, and are even sometimes easily explained away, 
Reports of this entity are usually very negative and very malevolent. <clears throat> During these encounters, the Hat Man in particular, people report feeling intense and irrational primal fear, uh, lethargy, and as if their life is being sucked out or fed on. It's as if they're being drained yep. of like, emotions and like shit like that. And anything dealing with demons will tell you that like the moment you go into that said place, like yeah, it just you just feel it. Yep. You feel cold, you feel yeah. lost and scared. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's not like fucking ghost adventures where it's like, oh, I was taken over <laughs> by a ghost, and now I'm fucking... There's uh, a draft. Uh, Someone on his walkie something. say, draft, draft. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, bro? Do, 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 do. Bro, bro, bro do. Bro. Yeah. I felt breathing in the back of my neck. And I knew there was something there. <laughs> yeah, and then when I stopped breathing in the back of his neck, I heard something. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hello, Ghost Adventures, dude. No, I do. I, I do. They're terrible, but they're great. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So, um, some claim that they are approached on or that the hat man hovers over the top of them, strengthening the scientific community's claim that the hat man is is experienced as sleep paralysis. Yet others also claim to see him during the daytime when they are awake or going about their day. Still, other accounts uh, state they experience seeing uh, Hatman during or after or before a major traumatic uh, or uh, during a major trauma or traumatic event. This connection to the Hatman would seem to suggest a spiritual or emotional-driven aspect to the shade or shadow figure that is not always accounted for. <clears throat> so, like, you know, like like we said before, they might be drawn to, like, negative emotions, uh, a trauma that's going on in somebody's life, uh, a big change, something that kind of leaves them in emotional, not turmoil, but, like, you know, sometimes emotional turmoil, sometimes just, like, going through changes emotionally or uh, mentally. <clears throat> Some explanations for the hat man are that uh, it could be a manifestation of what people think of as scary in psychology. A wide-brimmed hat is usually seen as, like, intimidating, strength strengthening the claim that it could be a manifestation of trauma and the brain's coping mechanisms. Uh, however... That also strengthens the theory that if it were to feed on negative emotions, uh, the victim of an intense trauma or even people, while they have nightmares, it would be the perfect like buffet for them. Uh, could be a manifestation of sleep paralysis or sleep deprivation, but it doesn't really explain why so many people see the exact same entity all over the world. <clears throat> Uh, even then, these sightings date back in every part of the world. In North America, pre-colonization, they were documented in Hopi, Navajo, Apache, and Choctaw mythology. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, like I said, pre-colonization in fucking America. Uh, Hopi Indians saw it. Uh, fucking Navajo, Apaches... Choctaw, Cherokee, etc. Kind of like all saw this type of fucking phenomenon. And it's kind of been happening everywhere in human history. Even the fucking Hatman. 
which is super creepy to me because it's like, yeah, like it definitely like wide brimmed hats have been a thing fucking since forever. Yeah. But like, oh, dude. Yeah, there's just something about like an entity or a force or presence that has no identity. That has no face. I can't relate with whatever this is. It's just pure energy that I don't understand. Yeah. Like this so I think weird, about dark matter. Yep, and I think about that day at Brandon's old apartment and whatever the fuck was in the doorway. It could have been my eyes just adjusting because I was so twisted I couldn't even look straight. Yeah. It was just, probably just my eyes adjusting to the like the dark and when your eyes are trying to adjust, you can't see a little bit and then like you said the shadow shadow. Yeah. Um but I felt something. I have something a personal felt experience off. with this show. Uh well, my sister does. So when we were moving into our house, um, I was like six years old at the time. Like I was a little kid and she was like around 10, 10 or 11. Now, uh, we slept on like the second floor and every night we would go to sleep. Mind you, we had the house blessed. So this kind of, doesn't really make sense how this shit could happen. Um, especially if, like, I don't know. Like, I kind of experienced a little bit of it, too. Um, it was the Holy Spirit. Dude. The Holy Spirit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the three, the Trinity. Yeah. So, um, every night, my sister went to sleep. We slept in the same bed together because we were little kids and we didn't really have separate rooms. Uh, she would wake up and see like, kind of like a shit. So, like every night it was like, she would go to sleep and she would see like a shadow person in the corner. Well, one night for some fucking reason, um, it kind of like got closer, and uh, it would like every single night it would get closer. And closer and closer, <clears throat> pretty much like standing next to her bed now, and she would be like, she's she was a little kid at the time, but she said she would be like totally wide awake during this encounter. At some point, um, it just like totally stopped, like it fucking stopped immediately, and uh, throughout. The next, like, month or so, nothing. Like, nothing happened. And then one night she was sleeping. Lights were all off. And I remember... Here's what I remember. Uh, and I'll tell this from kind of from my perspective first. I remember her, like, screaming and, like, waking up. And I saw her, like, run out of the fucking room. Uh, start turning all the lights on. She ran downstairs and started turning all the lights on while she was, like, crying and shit. And my parents got up and were like, what the fuck's going on? And they were, like, trying to console her and stuff. And she was all crying. And so I remember waking up and kind of just being, like, confused and shit. Turns out she woke up and it was, like, directly in her face. Like, fuck. right in her fucking Ooh, face. Fuck. So she woke up and, like, ran around the fucking house, turning on all the lights. 
because it was like right in her fucking face. And when she when she turned on the lights, it went away. So I guess she must have like jumped off the bed, ran past it, and like fucking did all that shit. That's my experience with this. Uh, and now we haven't necessarily experienced anything else in my house. I mean, I have some other stories, but this might be totally unrelated to those stories. <clears throat> True. I, I feel you on that like point too, where like it could have just been simply nothing, but it's like that one day we were at uh, my mom's house and you, you remember this dude. Uh, we were all just sitting in the living room eating popcorn and it looked like someone was walking towards the window yeah. and then they just banked left really hard. They just hard left. And we all just got up like, what the fuck? No, it was just me and you. It was during Lewis's birthday. Yeah. We were watching Grave Encounters too. And, uh, when we were, yeah, when we were watching it, I, I had this like weird fucking feeling. I'm like. Okay, something feels odd. It feels like somebody's, like, staring me the fuck down. And I kind of look at you guys, and you guys were watching the, the movie or whatever, and I look to the left, and you guys have those, like, well, at your old house, you had those, like, big windows in the front, like, person-sized windows. Yeah. And they had, like, curtains in front of them. I look over, and there's a fucking silhouette of a person, uh, like, just standing there. Like, just fucking standing there. And then I remember looking at you, and then you looked at me. We just kind of looked dumbfounded, like, we both fucking saw that, right? Yeah, And it dude, was like, I think it was at like 2 or 3 a.m. Yeah, it was, it was late, and there's no reason why we late. both saw that, though. Yeah, and there's no really real reason in a neighborhood like that for somebody to just be, like, walking around like that at night at that time. Yeah. Unless they're, like, fucking plastered. But I remember us looking, like, I opened up the fucking, like, I looked behind the window, and I was like, nobody's fucking there. And it, the way that the silhouette looked on the window, it looked like they were, like, right up against the fucking window. That's what fucking creeped me out. That's why I immediately, like, jumped up and looked out. And then me and you kind of looked at each other, and uh, we asked fucking Lewis and Hector, and they were like, what are you guys talking about? They're fucking, you guys are idiots. <laughs> the most oblivious people on the fucking planet. Yep. <laughs> Remember the rest of that night? We were hearing shit. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. We heard the fucking side door open, even though it was locked when we checked it. We went around the fucking... Remember that? Yep. We went around the house and shit with, like... Because we thought somebody, like, fucking broke in or some shit. Both the front door and the fucking side door were locked. So we were going around the house with, like, a fucking bat and shit. Yep. Like, thinking, like, oh, somebody broke into our shit. Now we're going to break them. Yeah, we're just going to break their lights. Yeah. Nothing crazy. So we didn't hear shit after that. I don't know, man. I. It's really hard to debunk things sometimes. Yeah. It really just kind of stretches outside of rhyme and reason. Yeah. And, like, I can totally see in this phenomenon. And that's another thing. Um, my story... It happened before, like, a pretty big issue in my family. I won't get into it or anything, because it's kind of private, but something pretty traumatic happened to my sister and all of us, and that also could have been, like, an indicator of, like, yeah, it feeds on, like, yeah. those kind of emotions. 
uh, feeds on like a traumatic event in somebody's life. You know what I mean? And like I said before, happens either before or after. So could that have been an indicator? You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, psychologists have examined my sister and been like, hey, this probably is a phenomenon that happened after. Well, if that's the case, then why did it happen, like, a year or two before that yeah. incident in our life happened? And <clears throat> sure, you could use whatever the fuck they're saying and saying yeah, that it was a precursor logic. to it, but also... It's just timeline doesn't match, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, like, here's another thing, right? Uh, speaking of Art Bell again, because I fucking love his show, uh, he did have one show talking about this sort of shit. Um, well, he had a couple of shows. Uh, Coast to Coast AM late night radio show hosted by Art Bell help popularize modern beliefs in shadow people and bring it to the forefront in modern folklore. Uh, the first time the topic of shadow people was discussed on length at the show uh, was April 12, 2001, where Art interviewed Native American elder uh, Thunderstrikes, who is also known as Harley Swifty or Reagan. Um, uh, Thunderstrikes a.k.a. Harley Swifty or Reagan, is an accomplished teacher, healer, martial artist, and founder of the Deer Tribe Medis Medicine uh, Society uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, which I guess uh, he describes himself as like a twisted hair elder, which is like um, different tribes that kind of like got together and saw like a common thread and stuff. And uh, these women, like, went around to different tribes collecting stories and other people to go to other tribes and kind of, like, kind of get things together. I was listening to it on the radio before I came over, and uh, he seems a little nutso, but he's, like, this half uh, Native American, uh, I guess he's, like, straight-up half Cherokee dude who's half that and half Irish. So I guess he's like Matei, which is like half and half. Okay. Um, and I guess he's like an elder or whatever there. And uh, I mean, after looking it up, I have seen some like negative shit about this dude on the internet. Oh, yeah. But uh, that he might be lying about his credentials. But uh, I guess he's like medicine man. Let me see that 23 and me era don't count. <laughs> I don't think they act, like twenty three and me doesn't pick up that sort of shit. Yeah, I, I don't think I it does either. It's like oddly specific about it, like what it does. Yeah. <clears throat> Art Bell himself had an experience with the shadow people as well, years after that show. Uh, during his run of the show Midnight in the Desert, uh, which is like a later iteration of the show, uh, he like left the original show Coast to Coast AM. Because some, like, weird internal drama, and then somebody else took over, so he started a different AM radio show called Midnight in the Desert, which is still pretty good. It's, like, the same sort of thing. Um, He had a terrifying experience in the Ham Shack, the separate but same office as the studio where he produces the show. 
his actual, uh, which is his actual home in uh, Nevada. Uh, years after Coast to Coast, as well as uh, another show on Sirius XM, he moved to an entirely new show called Midnight in the Desert. One night uh, after hours, upon his initial return to, uh, to the show, which is like maybe, I think like a few weeks after he started like the brand new show, uh, he encountered what he described as a shadow being. He was staring over at the computer screen, going over user-submitted emails uh, general and general work when he saw movement to his right. It was the shadow of a being, of something, watching him very intently. In disbelief and intense fear, the host turned his head around, seeing it appear behind him also. Uh, he rubbed his eyes in disbelief, and looked around and it was gone. All of a sudden, from the left of his vision, he saw it uh, there again, uh, coming even closer to him as it was flickering as it came towards him. As he described, he lost it, despite his daughter and wife sleeping in the house, and went into the area where they stored the fire alarms, and retrieved one as well as a flashlight, and began searching the compound, only to find nothing. <clears throat> so this dude who like talked about it really only once on a show uh like decades before like experienced it himself yeah. like years fucking later um kind of crazy to think about like some of the shit after you talk about it for so long sometimes it becomes like attracted to you which is fucking creepy in and of itself. No, really, it is. Like, if it's... You go out in the universe searching for this shit. Sometimes yeah. it'll give it to you. Uh, the paranormal explanations for these entities are as follows. One could be totally paranormal. Uh, ghosts or spirits. Though the ghosts or demons could theoretically... Uh, though ghosts or demons could theoretically mimic these entities to a degree being that they could be separate. Uh, two, the Hatman is a demon, usually sent to make a deal or steal the life force energy or emotional energy from somebody. Three, it could be a higher other dimensional being or fourth dimensional being that feeds off this sort of, like our sort of emotional spectrum. <clears throat> or four... It's uh, it's totally an otherworldly being meant to monitor, feed on, and re or record other people's emotions. Uh, Ken Gerhard, a journalist for the San Antonio Current in uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, interviewed a resident named Stacy Alejos, who relayed to him a, a very creepy and disturbing tale. Uh, now I'm going to read the article here because this is the article that. Uh, well, the story that she told Gerthard? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, th now this actually is kind of creepy. Um, here's the article in full. Uh, according to Stacy, when she was a very young girl living on the west, uh, far west side of San Antonio, she was woken up one night by an uncomfortable sensation and felt eerily, and felt eerily compelled to look out her bedroom window. As her eyes adjusted to the darkness, Stacy could clearly make out the the outline of a humanoid figure standing behind the white picket fence that surrounded her her yard. Though she couldn't make it out uh, much in the way of features, she could clearly dis uh, d 
discern what she interpreted to be a pork pie hat on top of the figure's head. Porcupine hat? Uh, pork pie, which pork. is kind of like that white brand oh, hat okay. thing. Or like a fedora or whatever. Not a hat with a porcupine on it. Yeah. yeah. No, that would hurt. <laughs> that would hurt your skull. Yeah, that would be almost as good as uh, the Gorilla Glue Lady. <laughs> Not as good. God, we're never going to shut up about that. <laughs> Part two. I want to see yeah. them like porcupine hat and her just oh. like ram heads. Oh, next episode. Guess what? There is a part two to that. So we'll talk about that later. But uh, anyway, as Stacy watched fearfully, the being began to sidle in a strange sideways motion, all the while keeping its outstretched arms on the top fence post. When she noticed the audible crunching of dried leaves behind the entity's feet, Stacy was quite sure that she was not dreaming nor imagining things. Now, when he's uh, in the article, when he says that it was on the top of the fence post, like in Texas, they have those like privacy fences and shit. Yeah. So this had to be like a tall motherfucker. Oh, oh yeah. Like if his arms were just like on it or whatever. Uh, understandably terrified, the young girl dove underneath her sheets, uh, quaking in fear until morning. Her animan attempts to wake her aunt, who was sleeping in the uh, who's sleeping next to her at the time, were futile. It's almost as if she her aunt had been in a trance. Uh, this event had a profound impact on her sense. As she grew older, Stacy admittedly developed a fascination with all things paranormal, much to her parents' dismay. Though remarkably, she had also learned that her parents have claimed to, see, uh, to have sighted an inexplicable disc-shaped object hovering over their property one night, though they didn't like to talk about it. <clears throat> so that's a totally separate uh, experience, I guess, that her parents had, where they obviously saw, like, a UFO or some shit. Oh, shit. Um, now, that also goes into, like, the otherworldly theory, right? Of, like, a fucking... A, uh, like, aliens. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Just, like, a little side note there. Um, the utter, the utterly synchronistic aspect of uh, Stacy's experience occurred just recently when she had met another San Antonio woman who related a nearly identical sighting to her. In fact, the other woman had volunteered the information with absolutely no knowledge of Stacy's encounter, and perhaps even stranger still. Uh, both women, uh, perhaps even stranger still, both women discovered that they grew up in adjacent neighborhoods. As unbelievable as it sounds within the field of paranormal research, there are many uh, references to spe specter-like apparitions known as shadow people, ghostly black figures that appear in people's peripheral vision, suddenly vanish into thin air. These phantoms are believed to subsist on fear and are often perceived to be bad omens. Uh, interestingly, there are numerous accounts of specific shadow beings known as the Hat Man, whose black fedora is immediately, rec uh, immediately recognizable by all who see him. Skeptics would be quick to explain the shadow people as a product of mere hallucinations or perhaps uh, imaginations gone wild, but there are some intriguing theories that have been put forward to explain the phenomenon, including demonic uh, manifestations or interdimensional visitors. If San Antonio residents think they've seen the Hatman, uh, I would love to hear about it. 
Ken Gerhardt in 20, uh, 2012. So, from the story, it sounds like it's two different fucking girls yep. who kind of, like, experience the same sort of sighting. Yep. Uh, like, multiple different fucking times. Within a stretch of t- over time and within the same, like, general area. Yeah. Like, vicinity. So, I mean, it's just Maybe a little weird. a hot spot. Yeah. True. Sounds like it. Which is... Some random not logic for you. Yeah, dude. Fucking creepy, man. Um, I mean... It could totally be explained away as, like, what if it was just, like, some fucking peeper, you know? Yeah. Could have been, like, a neighborhood fucking creep. But it doesn't explain why what she saw was so fucking tall. Yeah. Like, this tall fucking being just sitting there. Um, Unless you got peepers jerking off on ladders. Yeah, which also, like, kind of goes hand in hand with the other thing that I said about, like, the uh, shadow people being, like, Tall as fuck. Yeah. Or the, uh, well, the hat man. Like, the normal shadow people are, like, maybe six or seven feet, which is, like, it's tall for a human, but it's not, like, out of the realm of possibility for a person. Yeah. But when it's, like, standing above the fucking fence post, that that's, like, when it's, like, not, like, it doesn't sound... That's when we're like getting, normal. like, the Slender Man, like, this weird, gangly, if it even has a shape, it's just... Right. It has to be long, like, you know? Yeah. For that body, like, diameter, like, you know, it has to at least have some elongated features. Yeah, dude, I don't like that. It's creepy. Creeps me out. Especially when something's, like, that inhumanly tall. Yeah. It's like, you don't really notice, like, a person's height, um, like, on camera and shit, until you're, like, right up next to them. And then you're like, oh, shit. I forgot this person was this tall, like fucking Elliot. Yeah. Every time I see Elliot in person, I'm like, damn, I, I actually did forget that he was this fucking yeah, tall. Yeah, and you think you're tall because you're like 5'11-ish, probably somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So you think you're like, oh, all right, I'm doing... Yeah. No, but then he towers over me and Lewis. Yeah. Tower- Lewis could probably sit in a baby carrier and like, <laughs> he can carry him around. Yeah, you guys are short, dude. It's all right, though. Powerful. <laughs> I'm powerful. <laughs> 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 Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about, um, especially, like, if these reports are kind of, like, all over the world, then kind of makes you think that it's not just human psychology. Like, it could be, but it makes you think that it kind of isn't. Right. Just the way that people have seen these throughout history, people have seen them... At night, during the day, uh, totally free of drugs, totally clean. Um, like, what the fuck could it be? Really? Yeah. I mean, I could totally go with the explanation that it that it's like de- uh, like a demonic entity. Or no, something. exactly because like the all my shit. Yeah, that and uh, all the experiences have a benevolent vibe. Yeah, like if it's like a bad fucking vibe, and you feel like. It's hovering over you or, like, choking you or some shit. Which is totally, like, you know, sleep apnea is a thing. Sleep yeah. apnea, 100% a thing. And um, then you probably feel, like, uh, pressures on your chest. Yeah. You know, what they describe, like, sleep paralysis to be. Or when they feel like there's something on them. 
They but there's pressure on their chest and they can't get up. Yeah, there there's like people like that who have sleep apnea and sleep uh, deprivation and shit where they'll see they'll see the shit and be totally awake in their own head, but their body is asleep and they won't be able to move. But it also doesn't totally explain the people who've only experienced that ever once in their life, have never done drugs, have never really done Adderall yeah. or any kind of amphetamines, or don't really have sleep deprivation like that. Um, you know, somebody just hovering over their bed or, like, standing in their fucking corner at night. And then, like, <clears throat> you know... Um, Remember when we used to do this stupid shit as kids where we would drink, like, uh, we, we would have this contest at night where we would drink, like, NyQuil. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. And, like, see, and see who would fall asleep the fastest. Yeah, me and Dan would go heavy into that shit. We'd probably drink, like, half, if not more than <laughs> half of the whole fucking bottle. And then whoever, like, fell asleep the, like... The first. Maybe that shit's still affecting you to this day. Dude, I never took it out the poop shoot, though, so I'm not that brain dead. Whoever would fall asleep first, like, we, you know. Pass the liver. Fucking draw dicks on them and shit like that. Remember that? Oh, yep. Because you're uh, practically comatose at that point. Yeah. So, (laughs) I remember there was one time when Dan woke up and, like, freaked the fuck out. And he was like, ah, ah. What the fuck? Because he saw, like, a big... Saw like a big shadow spider crawl in front of his face. And that was in uh, Brandon's old house in Capitol. And he, he was like, I saw a fucking spider and shit. And it was all dark. And yeah, that shit happens to people when they fall asleep. You know, you see like sometimes your brain, you know, uh, finds like explanations for shit. And like kind of just comes up with shit on the fly when you're like half asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, that's, uh, it's fucking spooky. It's creppy. That's spooky. It'll definitely uh, make you feel unsettled. Yeah, dude. When Lack of sleep. sleep can do that shit to you. And totally ignore the fact that we just told a story where as children we drank fucking NyQuil. <laughs> um, get lit. At least we didn't do what this generation of people have done. They put it yeah. in their ass, dude. Yeah, at least we didn't... At least I didn't butt drink NyQuil. At least we didn't drink Tide Pods. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Fucking morons. Oh, man. You had a lot of jello shots in Columbia, though. That shit what? Was yeah, that shit was fucking... What are you awesome. talking about? You don't remember? Oh, yeah, you weren't a part of that. But it was your milk, though. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Just times where we've been inebriated. Long story short, uh, we had a lot of jello shots and we went to your house. I don't know why or or when. What? It was but for I, Hector's birthday. You had like a whole gallon of like... Yeah, you had, yeah, you had like a whole gallon of caramel milk. And, uh, dude, no, dude, he had a gallon of normal milk, milk and you had to add the caramel. Who the fuck has a gallon Oh, the caramel fucking milk? caramel shit, the caramel syrup shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. Ain't nothing wrong with it, dude. We drank so much. And then we walked back to Hector's house and we ate cake off of some girl's tits. And then we saw a shadow person. <laughs> um, I had to correlate it. <laughs> so, um... That was a good day. I was gonna rattle <laughs> off some, like, 
stories that I found online. All right. Now, these stories have been vetted, not like the fucking last episode where some of those stories were fake, some of those stories were totally good. Yeah. And then I die. And then I die. I got <laughs> I'm so fucking mad, dude. I'm so fucking mad. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? As I take my last breath. So fucking annoying. I feel ecstasy. <laughs> I feel ecstasy. I come. I come hard. I come, then die. <laughs> why would you, like, if you're compiling stories and shit, why would you mix the fictional shit with real shit? Yeah, if you're actually trying to put together a credible, like, little thesis on this, like, yeah, yeah. paranormal. Well, fucking asshole, dude. I forget that guy's username, but fuck that guy. Um, so, uh, here's some experiences. What? Um, here's one I got from a certain forum on the internet uh, that deals with paranormal stuff sometimes. I mean, there's other boards on this quote-unquote forum. Um, but here's one from, like, the paranormal board. Oh, I bet that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of like anonymous stories. So some of them might be real, some of them might be fake. Some of them might be totally, wholly made up. Some might turn into smut halfway through. Yeah. But uh, here is uh, some stuff I found that's pretty interesting. Hello. Uh, I'm here to share my paranormal experience uh, with you all and to see if you have all experienced something similar. I'm 33 now, and I was eight, 8 or 6 at the time this happened. I had lain down on the living room couch, either for a nap or to sleep. It was night, and I was alone in the room. I recall their napping... Uh, I recall laying there napping. At some point, I felt a presence in the room. I opened my eyes, and from the couch, I could see the silhouette of a man with a cloak and a high collar. He was sitting hunched over, and I think he was wearing some kind of hat. So, I guess another hat man story. <clears throat> he wasn't moving at all. I feel like I felt like he was looking at me. I, however, I couldn't clearly see his eyes. I was paralyzed with fear and didn't move either. I stared at this apparition, apparition in terror for about 10 seconds before I decided to close my eyes, pretend like it wasn't happening. I must have eventually fallen asleep. At the time, when my memory was seeing the apparition uh, was fresh, my childhood mind thought it looked like Count Chocula, the cartoon character on the box of cereal. Um, <clears throat> as an adult, I didn't think too much about it, uh... But I always kind of had it in the back of my mind and saw this strange apparition as a child. It was the only paranormal experience that ever happened to me. Of course, as an adult, I've heard of Shadow Man. Uh, I've heard of uh, Shadow People and eventually the Hat Man. As soon as I heard of Hat Man, something clicked in my mind. And I just realized that what I had seen was this Hat Man apparition. Also, I told nobody about this, not even... Uh, only my wife. Uh, never spoke to my parents about it that I recall. Uh, never told my friends or even opened up on the internet about it. But here I am now. <clears throat> so that's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's a little fucking weird. Fuck that, dude. If I saw that shit, dude, I'd pull it out. I'd start fucking beating it right there. That is a good distraction. Yeah. So I got time for... You might feed the beast, dude. Uh, we're at about... Uh, 
40-something minutes now, uh, 40, 50 minutes. Uh, so I'll throw in a couple more stories here, and then we can kind of wrap this up. All right. Um, story number two. Saw a hat man as a child back in the uh, mid-70s. I saw him with, uh, in a dream within a dream, uh, the only one that I've really had of that experience. I was being chased by something in deep and in the deeper dream, running frantically from that thing forever behind you, until I woke up in a sleep where or had fallen asleep. Uh, I thought I'd woken up for real. Uh, everything around me was exactly as it should have been. Location, time, lights. Got up to go to the bathroom, opened the door, and there he was, standing just inside of the door frame, very much like the picture you posted, original poster. Uh, the the board had like an original, like they usually have like an original poster. Yeah. And they'll they'll post like an image first, and uh, people like reply to that. Um, then I bolted awake, sitting up, uh, sitting straight up, like I had been hooked up <clears throat> to an electric shock machine. Panting and wide-eyed, like you'd like you might see in a horror flick. Uh, I'd always known the things, the thing was separate from me, that it had an identity. Never told anyone but my wife, and found confirmation in the name of Hatman here on this forum a few years ago. <clears throat> uh, where's this other one? I had a different story saved that was kind of funny um but i might have to censor this one a little bit <laughs> why uh, you'll see why um where where the fuck is it oh i guess i didn't say that um it was kind of spoiler it was radical no it wasn't radical he just used naughty words in it <laughs> naughty words naughty words like fuck like fucking cock. And. No, I'm not going to say that. And bussy. Oh. So. There you go. There were, sh- uh, there were shadow people. Um, I think this was a pretty successful episode. Oh, yeah. Staying on topic. Even though it was me talking most of the time. You know, we kind of had some good discourse in here. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> some experiences. Some experiences. Some personal it was some creepy shit. Uh, speaking of personal experiences, Lewis has a lot of weird shit that has happened to him in uh, an older house. So if if we ever get the chance, we yes. might set up there to uh, do... We can go to my father's house that has a lot of creepy shit happening there. We'll say yeah. anomalies. Anomalies. Yeah. We'll save it for the show. We'll save it for like a ghost episode or something. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll go there, tell maybe our own paranormal experiences and also kind of let Lewis be like the last but the best yeah even I have some there yeah Uh, (laughs) I've never I've never been there I've never really had experiences there myself it's um it's bad there's there's a room with porcelain dolls clown musical porcelain clown dolls yeah and isn't that not even a room it's like literally like a crawl space Every horror movie insert. Yeah, there's two <laughs> cross faces. That's uh, yeah. fuck that. I'm telling you, man. I'm thousand percent convinced people have died there. Um, 
yeah, so we'll save that for later. Um, you know, I think Cedric has some experiences at his old house. Uh, well, his mother's house now. And, uh, you know, I had a, some personal experiences here and there. There is another thing I'd like to throw on to the podcast uh, whenever we get the chance, that bat thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the knocking at the window shit. Uh, when I when I can get more information on that, then we'll definitely do like a podcast. Oh yeah. Uh, until then, you know, uh, it's been a good episode. Um, I feel I feel like we had something else to talk about, but now I totally forget. Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. And uh, I think this is about it, man. Uh, tune in next time. Uh, next episode, EVPs. Electronic voice phenomena. It's going to be a lot of fun because uh, I saved up a lot of... <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> insert like a... Didn't you hear the ghost? Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude the... Oh, shit. Oh, dude, I got to play that back now. We got to play that back in slow motion. Yeah, and really it is. Do you feel a cold spot? Fuck me. Ah! Ah! Oh, my there. God. Not there, not my little boy pussy. Yikes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, next time, EVPs. Uh, I got a lot of good shit saved. I think it's going to be a pretty good fucking episode. Usually, um, you know, for this shit, I would like to tell, like, stories and stuff or personal experiences. Yeah. But for this episode, I found recordings to play instead. Ooh. Yeah, dude. Yes. We're going to get real weird. Yeah. You ever hear of uh, Heaver Castle? No. Yeah, dude. It's this haunted castle in fucking England. We'll talk more about it on the next episode. All right. Until then, um, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.